Where the blue of the night meets the gold of the day, someone waits for Wait a minute, folks. You ain't heard nothing yet. Hello, Al Jolson speaking. Al, this is Ken Carpenter at the Kraft Music Hall. You're supposed to be over here. From Hollywood, the Jimmy Durante Show. Ink, a dink a dink, a dink a doo, a dink a dink. Oh, what a doo! A dink a dink, a dink a doo, a dink a dink. The two-fisted, quick-triggered marksman who shoots from the hip and never misses. Well, hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. Welcome to another Triple Stack Sunday. Today we have a little more obscure stars than we've had in previous weeks. Uh, for our Bing Crosby show, we have as a guest Walter O'Keefe, who is a great actor in a lot of movies, um, did a lot of different things through his career. Uh, but he, he's fun to have on the show. And on Bing's show, we're going to start off with uh, Civilization Bongo Bongo Bongo. This song was a huge song that everybody would sing uh, back in this time frame in 1947. And it's neat to hear Bing's version of the song. Uh, you may have heard this, it's the same version, uh, different versions with Al Jolson singing it or with even Durante singing it or uh, Phil Harris. Uh, there, there's just all kinds of versions out there. All the females and males sang this song. So it was just a big, big piece of history. And so, like I say, it's neat to hear Bing sing it. Then after that, we have the Whip and Poof song. Then Bing's going to, after a bunch of comedy that he does with Walter O'Keefe, he's going to come back and do Little by Little and then close out the night with How Soon Will I Be Seeing You. Uh, interesting that there's no Christmas songs to be found uh, on the 10th of December from 1947. It just shows, the, around the 40s, boy, they just didn't really celebrate Christmas until just right up to a week or two before. Um, later on, of course, they would have it be the whole month of December would kind of be a celebration of Christmas. Anyway, after that, we have Jimmy Durante, and on Jimmy Durante's show, he probably has the biggest star of the night in that he has Boris Karloff with a Jimmy Durante. And on Durante's show, it's interesting for the time we're going through right now. We've just had uh, uh, a decent amount of senators and congressmen that have all stepped down and resigned after um, so much... Um, what uh, a lot of uh, sexual harassment and and uh, uh, sexual uh, accusations going on and so forth and uh, in Jimmy Durante's show it talks all about how women are going to start running for political office and and it's just interesting that he takes that viewpoint because uh, it sure looks like 2018 is going to be the year of the woman again with a lot of women running for office so um very timely having that as well and after Boris Karloff and of course Jimmy Durante 
then we have a very poor sounding episode unfortunately of um of the the uh, al jolson show and along with al jolson his guest is arnold stang who is kind of the wimpy guy that that you hear you'll when you hear his voice you'll immediately recognize who i'm talking about he was in lots of films lots of television uh just just a little bit of everywhere he was he was on uh uh, Top Cat, the cartoon in the the primetime cartoon in 1961-62, uh, and I used to always watch that on television. I, I remember his character very well. Uh, anyway, the the other thing I thought I'd mention today is that uh, this is the last day that we're having for our fundraiser. So if you would like to donate to the podcast, which would be very very helpful, um, you can just go to buckbenny.com. So you just type in buckbenny and then .com. And at that site, uh, you probably click on the Patreon button is the easiest. And it shows you all the different levels. You can donate $1 a month and get access to all of the Judy Garland um, podcasts that we've ever done. Uh, there's probably 60 or 70 of them. Uh, you could donate at the $2 level a month, uh, $3, $4, whatever you want and each level has a different set of uh, shows that you get access to and so um, I think you'll find you'll enjoy those and it really helps our podcast keep running it's hard to have two podcasts running our Jack Benny podcast and our Judy Garland so anything you can donate would be very helpful and uh, for our part we won't uh, bug you anymore about that for a number of weeks or months coming up uh, probably have another fundraiser here in uh, February but Anyway, without further ado, here is our Triple Stack Sunday. Enjoy. When the blue of the night meets the gold of the day, someone waits for me. Welcoming you to Philco Radio Time, produced and transcribed in Hollywood with John Scott Trotter and his orchestra, the Rhythm Airs, and Bing's guest, Walter O'Keefe. Now here's the rising young vocalist from John Scott Trotter's orchestra, Bing Crosby. Thank you, Ken. Thank you. <laughs> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Bing. I'm glad I don't have to tell jokes like Hope Crosby, telling all you guys and gals that for real Christmas cheerium, buy a Philco and have no ferium. It contains no aerium. What delirium? <laughs> Hey, Bing, have you seen Bob since he returned from England? They tell me he came back with a very broad A. Same one he left with, you know. <laughs> he wanted to bring... <laughs> he wanted to bring monocles back, you know, yeah. for all his writers, but yeah. they found out they didn't have that much glass in England, so he couldn't... You know, Hope's an amazing guy. Isn't he? He does his program from one town one week, another town the next week. He's always on the move. On the move or on the lamb? Never do. You gotta hand it to him, Ken. It's quite an honor to be invited all the way to England. Yeah. I understand that the king and queen invited him to do a command performance. Oh, stop. That's the command. <clears throat> With the aid of John Scott Trotter and the rhythm airs, now, Ken, we're going to uh, engage ourselves in a musical commentary on civilization. Incidentally, whatever became of it, I... Bingo, bango, bongo, bingo, bunk. Bingo, bango, bingo, bunk. 
Each morning a missionary advertised with neon signs. He tell the native population that civilization is fine. And three educated savages holler from a bamboo tree. That civilization is the thing for me to see. But bongo, 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 I don't want to leave the Congo. Ho, ho, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Bingle, bangle, bungle, I'm so happy in the jungle, I refuse to go. Don't want no jailhouse, shotgun, fish hooks, golf clubs. I got my spear. So no matter how they coax me, I'll stay right here. Bongo, 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 he don't want to leave the Congo. I look through a magazine that missionary's wife can see. I see how people who are civilized bang you with automobiles. At the movies that they got to pay many coconuts to see. Uncivilized pictures at the newsreel takes of me. Bingo, bango, bango, I'm so happy in the jungle, I refuse to go. Don't want no Bob Hope gags about my nags that end in the rear. So no matter how they coax me, I'll stay right here. They hurry like savages to get aboard an iron train. And though it's smoky and it's crowded, they're too civilized to complain. When they got two weeks vacation, they hurry to vacation ground. They swim and they fish, but that's what I do all year round. Bongo, 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 he don't want to leave the Congo, oh, no, 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 no. Bingo, bango, bongo, he's so happy in the jungle. I refuse to go. Don't want no fancy spats or no tuxedo. Solid comfort, that's his credo. No Sinatra, Solatido, clogging my ears. So no matter how we coax him. I'll stay right here. Bongo, bongo, bongo. I don't want to leave the Congo. Bingo, bingo, bango, bongo. I refuse to leave the jungle. Civilization, civilization, civilization. I'll stay right here. Liked it, huh, Ken? Mm -hmm. Thank you. I think our escapist attitude at least has its points. Well, yes, it does, Bing. But, but, uh... but what? I'll lay it to one this but has something to do with the buying of Philco for Christmas. Well, Bing, I just wanted to point out that life in the jungle might be very serene, but I shudder to think of Christmas in the Congo without a Philco. Oh, it'd be ghastly. Remember, they don't have radio programs there and no Philco. They may not have Philcos there, Ken, but they got plenty of broadcasting. What? Didn't you ever hear of the Tom Tom Network? The Tom Tom Network? Sure. One great program after another. They got Tarzan for a day. Oh, no. Porsche faces an anteater. <laughs> Just plain water buffalo. It's a very low hooper, that show. <laughs> Lum and alligator. In person? Yes. Your elephant parade. What network's that on? Fibber McGee and monkey. Oh, Fine. No. 
Boys are loaded, and they got all this entertainment without radios. They're way ahead of us. Now, wait. Nobody's ahead of Philco. Oh, stop pouting. Just go ahead, Philco man, and beat the tom-tom. Well, okay, Bing, and I'd like to beat it out again. Nobody is ahead of Philco, but nobody in Christmas gift values and variety. This Christmas, your Philco dealer has a Philco for everybody and a model to match the money that you want to spend. You like to make a holiday hit with a traveling man? Well, take your pick of those powerhouse Philco portables. And they're a smash for the school and college crowds, too. You can say that again for Philco's new portable automatic record player and the famous table model 1201, the most popular radio phonograph in the world. Both are real self-starters. Just slide a record in and it plays automatically. You get this exclusive new invention only with a Philco. Makes a great gift for the family, too, in a new kind of console radio phonograph that's as long on performance as it's low in price. See your Philco dealer tomorrow for gifts with a lift from Philco, the leader. I do hope the boys at Yale and the alumni throughout the land will not take umbrage at me for singing this song immediately following so crass a thing as a commercial. Further, I do not wish to set myself up as a one-man glee club, which is what this song really cries for, but I do like the Whiffenpoof song. To the tables down at Maury's, to the place where Louis dwells, to the dear old temple bar we love so well. Sing the whiffin'-poofs assembled with their glasses raised on high and the magic of their singing casts its spell. Yes, the magic of their singing of the songs we love so well Shall I waste him And the warning And the rest We will serenade our Louis While life and voice shall last Then we'll pass and be forgotten with the rest. We're poor little lambs who have lost our Such as we. 
Tonight, the uh, guest corner on Philco Radio Time is filled happily by an old friend of mine who started out in show business about the same time I did. We've been pals for low these many years, and it's a real pleasure to welcome my old buddy, Walter O'Keefe. Well, well, Walter O'Keefe, the first of my lifelong friends. Well, well, Bing Crosby, the last of the red-hot papas. Yeah, it is. I never thought I'd be telling Sophie Tucker to move over. Well, listen, Walter, great to see you, really. Yes, it's been about 12 years, isn't it, since we uh, used to knock around together? That's right, Bing, makes you reminisce. Do you ever look back on those happy times? Oh, yes, I'll never forget them oh, either. Dear. Hey, Walter, you remember in those days, you were the good-looking fella? <laughs> Now, wait a minute, Bing. Don't give me that. I hear in your next picture, Barry Fitzgerald gets the girl. Oh, I'm checking that script immediately. Anyway, Bing, huh. I get a kick looking back at the old days. There we yeah. were, mm -hmm. not knowing where our next meal was coming from. Didn't have a roof over our heads, and now it's all so different for you. Well, what about you, Walter? What are you doing here in Hollywood? Why, Bing, I made a screen test. Huh? Yeah, and you'll soon be seeing me in pictures. Congratulations. That is, if I can find a theater that shows screen tests. Oh. <laughs> no, Bing. Uh, Au contraire, uh, I'm still leading the same happy-go-lucky, irresponsible life we led together years ago. Walter, you, you make me feel like a heel. I really do, you do. Years ago, we did vow never to succumb to the indignity of too much gainful employment. Blood Brothers. Somewhere along the line, I failed. Oh, but Bing, it's not your fault. I know you never could have gone to work deliberately. Thanks, Walter. I'm glad you... I'm just the same as I was in those days when we used to send our laundry out in the same bag. Oh, Kel memories. Mm -hmm. And remember when, remember when it came back, yeah. I'd wear the laundry and you'd wear the bag. <laughs> I haven't changed a bit. No, you haven't, Bing. <laughs> I hate working as much as ever. I just got in a rut. But you know, Bing, I still can't overlook the fact that you've been the victim of steady employment for a long time. Well, Walter, don't, you, don't put me on the pan for working. You haven't remained so pure yourself. I happen to know that mm. you're working for Campbell Soups on the Double or Nothing program. Oh, has that got around? Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> All right, Bing, I'll admit I'm working now, but I did stick to our pact for a long time. Well, how in the world would you be able to escape the horrors of steady work for so long? To be truthful, Bing, I could never have done it alone. I had an agent. Oh. <laughs> Accessible. Oh, aided and abetted. Yes, sir. An agent? You mean, Waller, that I might have enjoyed this same vacational bliss if I'd have had an agent? Why, certainly, mais vraiment. Gee whiz. Yes, I... Bing, I can't honestly give all the credit to this agent. You no. see, he had a big firm back of him. Oh, sure. <laughs> yes, in fact, with this agency and their offices, I can be out of work in Hollywood, Chicago, New York, and now I understand London. London? <laughs> That's in the past now, though, because you're on five days a week for double or nothing. Yes, Bing, but it's a quiz program. I give the money away. Oh. You see? 
And at the end of the week, there you are. You're stuck with it. <laughs> what can I do? You could give it away. Yes, but who could I give it to? Me. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. After all, I... I don't want to do anything to break your streak. Hold on now. You may set a record. Qui en est une fois? Leave you alone. When you talk like that, you give the impression that you have never come through for a friend, and that certainly hasn't been true in my case. Look, Walter, if I've been able to help you in the past, forget it. Oh, that's... <laughs> that's just like you, Bing, and believe me, I'll never forget that roughest siege I had. When was that? Oh, remember when I was alone there in the hospital bed? Oh, yes. And you came up to my room and sang two choruses of Sweet Leilani. <laughs> least I could do. Oh, but Bing, it was not what you did, it's how you did it, so subtly hiding outside in the hall so I'd never know who it came from. Be modest. Hmm? Oh, for weeks I thought it was Kate Smith. You did. Bing, you never forget an old friend. No matter how busy you are, there isn't a time that I can't just pick up the phone and talk to your brother Everett's secretary. <laughs> well, Everett would talk to you himself, Walter, but he doesn't know how to use a phone. He's not very mechanically inclined, as far as Say, Bing. Yes, Ken. Time for a commercial? No, I just had a thought. And it wasn't a commercial? No. Congratulations. Mine, too. <laughs> well, I was just thinking, you and Walter have been standing here gabbing about the old days. Why don't we sort of let the people look in on your past? For instance, show them how you and Walter first met. Well, that might be fun, Ken. It was in the waiting room. Grand Central Station in New York. I was sort of on the town at the time. I was not only without funds, I was without cigarettes. Just about that time, I spied Walter, and I thought if I could engage him in conversation, I might be able to casually ask for a smoke. I uh, walked over to this stranger, but before I could speak, he said, uh, Say, buddy, do you have a cigarette? Uh, uh, no. Matter of fact, I just threw my last one away. Where? <laughs> Funny you picking me to ask for a cigarette. Uh, you broke, too. Well, it's not exactly a question of being broke. You see, mm -hmm. I've graduated from Gonzaga University, and mm -hmm. rather than rush right into any kind of job at all, I, I decided to come to New York and look the situation over. I see. Uh, how long you been here? Eight years. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I'm a college man myself. Oh, I so? Spent, yes. Yeah, yes. I spent my college days at Notre Dame. By the way, what's your name? Bing. Uh, what? Bing. Bing. Oh. What's your name? Clang, clang. I can go along with a gang. <laughs> you're getting them all. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm glad to know you, Bing. It I... must be pretty tough for a fellow like you all alone in a big city like New York. Yeah. Say, hmm? why don't we pool our resources and we could go it together? Say, I tell you what. I'll move in with you. Oh, no. Perish the thought. I, I wouldn't think of having you give up your home. I'll move in with you. <laughs> I don't think that'd be so good. You see, we really ought to be near the heart of things, and mm -hmm. my place is a little inconvenient. It's, it's west of Broadway. Oh, west of Broadway. Huh? Where is it? Spokane, Washington. Uh. <laughs> I think the best thing... I, I, I maybe should move in with you. <laughs> okay, I'll make room for you on this bench here and your home. Oh, that's see. And so the two young men entered into a partnership. And to celebrate this bond, we find them concluding their dinner at a fashionable New York restaurant. Ah, now, uh, was everything uh, satisfactory, gentlemen? Oh, vraiment. Par excellence, mon capitaine. Oh, everything was delightful. And uh, now may we have the check? Uh, oui, oui. Now, let me see. Uh, all together with the wines, the total, $41.50. 
I'll take it, Captain. just a minute, Walter. Ah, This is on me. Oh, no, you don't. I invited you out to dinner. Invited nothing. We said we'd have dinner. That's my check now. Hey, what are you doing? Running for mayor or something? You're my guest. I'll pay the check. Now, this is one time you're going to listen to me. Listen nothing. This is my check. Look, Crosby, let's not be I invited you to dinner. You give me that check or I'll bust you right in the nose. You'll bust who in the nose? You. How would you like to step outside? How would you like to step outside? I'll step outside with you. You want to step outside? You're darn right I'll step outside. Well, it's a good thing the waiter didn't step outside with us. <laughs> Come on, let's beat it. Go on. After four months of battling bitterly for a bare existence, the scene changes. We find our two heroes living in a palatial suite high on the swanky Drake Hotel on Park Avenue. Hey, look, hmm. Bing, don't you think you've gone a little overboard? What's the matter? After all, a suite like this is $50 a day. Don't you think we've made a mistake? What do you mean, a mistake? We're broke, aren't we? Yes, And we're hungry, too, aren't we? Yeah, I know, Bing, And the management sent up a basket of fruit, didn't it? Yes, Bing, but... shut up and pass me an apple. (laughs) The same suite, the same boys, two weeks later. Bing, what are we going to do? We owe the hotel an $850 hotel bill, and we're all out of apples. Will you listen to me? (laughs) They shouldn't have changed that. They should have left it the way it was. (laughs) Why do you fellas change things? Walter, listen to me. They won't get wise to us. We're men of distinction. We have savoir-faire. Hello? Uh, Mr. Crosby, this is the valley. Yes, Rudy. It's about your trousers. Hmm? Uh, your trousers, sir. Yeah. Uh, would you prefer a gray patch or a blue patch? <laughs> Makes no difference. I'm wearing tails tonight. Say, uh, Bing, hmm? uh, aren't you know, the chambermaid is wise to us. You think so? Yeah, she knows that we're a couple of phonies. Quiet. Here she comes. Oh, oh gentlemen. Yes, Lana? While I was cleaning the living room, I found this quarter between the cushions on the couch. Oh, thank you. You must have had company. <laughs> Fine thing. Yeah. She's wise, all right. Sure, sure. Yeah. Ah, Monsieur le Manager. Gentlemen, it has never been the policy of this hotel to antagonize the guests with bills. However, to put it bluntly, you owe us $850 and the hotel simply must have the money. My good man, we are as anxious to clear these petty matters up as you are. However, we just don't happen to carry that much cash. Well, that is logical, but I assure you that I would be happy to honor a personal check. Oh, you would? Bing, no! No! No, Bing. Look, Mr. O'Brien, suppose we settle this at a more convenient time. Convenient time? Yesterday, I made an appointment with you gentlemen to discuss this, but when I came up here, you were gone. Oh, see here. Absolutely ridiculous. Fantastic. We were here all the time. Probably just didn't hear your knock. Gentlemen, I not only knocked, but I took the liberty of letting myself in with a pass key. I sat on that couch and waited for two hours. Oh, here. Then this must be your quarter. Oh, thank you. (laughs) There. Do you need any further proof of our honesty? Aren't you ashamed of yourself? I'm sorry, Mr. Crosby. I've never been so humiliated in my entire life. One more word from you, you can send the bellhop up for my toothbrush. (laughs) Good day, sir. Oh, Bing, we got to get some dough. I've written another song, you know. That's the trouble. Every song you write, I know. (laughs) 
I don't like your attitude. This one I thought of myself, and I have an appointment to see the music publisher tomorrow. Wouldn't it be great if we sold it? Yeah, it sure would. Been so long since we had money enough to go out on a date. Yeah, sure has been tough on me. I, I haven't seen a girl for so long, I can't even remember what one looks like. Tougher on me. I can remember. <laughs> Brother, if we can sell this song, we'll really step out. You can take out that cute little blonde, you know. Oh? Oh, hello, Dix. Hmm? No, no, really can't deny it. Well, listen, Dix, uh, tomorrow maybe, huh? Swell. Goodbye, Dix. Who is that? Richard Dix. (laughs) And so the next day found the boys at the waiting room of the Dean Allenson Publishing Company. Nervously, they fidgeted as they sat outside the plate glass door that bore the awe-inspiring sign... Barney Dean, president. Somebody here from Brooklyn. I <laughs> uh, gee, Walter, I sure hope Mr. Dean gives us a break. Well, someday someone's got to listen, Bing, but no wonder people have no respect for us. Why? Why don't you get a haircut? Oh. You always have all that hair falling down over into your eyes. <laughs> got a bobby pin here. I'll just pull it up in a bun. Well, here's Mr. Dean. If you'd please allow us, sir. We'd like to demonstrate our song, sir. Uh, okay. All right, play, Bing. No, no, no. no yeah. well, let me sing it. We're hungry. Let's not take any chances. All right, but if I hear one boo out of you, I'll take over. Don't worry, I'll sell it. Little by little, little by little, you're winning my heart. Little by little, little by little I'm doing my part You brighten my horizon That day I laid my eyes on you And I says, says I Gee, she's worth a try Little by little, little by little I've tried to win you Morning and night I tried to do right I saw so much in you Rome wasn't built in one day I hope in time let you say You've learned to love me Little by little too Mr. Dean bought Mr. O'Keefe's tune. The boys paid their hotel bill, and with the remaining $3, they took a taxi to another hotel where they started life anew. That's right. That's right, Ken. Walter, wasn't it jolly reminiscent? Oh, yes, Bing. You know, I always felt badly about the way I cut you out of singing that song. That's all right, Bing. In those days, you needed the practice. Right. (laughs) Walter, if I didn't sound too enthusiastic during your song, it's nothing personal, but when it gets close to Christmas, like lots of folks... I get a bad case of Christmas gift jitters, you know. You do, boy. Yes. Oh, presents are such a problem, Aren't they? I never know what to give. Well, men, uh, this year nobody needs to let the Christmas gift problem make a nightmare out of Noel. I'm sorry, Walter. You'll find the payoff to the plight before Christmas at your Philco dealer now. New kinds of Philco radios, more Philco's than ever. Philco's for everybody's taste and at anybody's price. This Christmas, the world's largest radio manufacturer is back in full production, turning out the finest Philco radios of all time. For the lucky ones on your list, 
Look at the Philco 1270, the radio phonograph of connoisseurs. Gives you the whole works in radio, including Philco Advanced FM, plus an unbeatable combination in recorded music. Your record's played with broadcasting studio quality by Philco's new kind of tone arm, the patented dynamic reproducer. And no hiss, no screech, no scratch, thanks to Philco's new electronic scratch eliminator, which tunes out needle noise and surface scratch. The new Philco consoles are like that, with more power and finer performance than you ever listened to in your life. For a gift with a lift, give a Philco, famous for quality the world over. Jack Owens of uh, Philco's Breakfast Club show wrote a song called How Soon. Very nice. The ukulele part has been written by Don McNeil, and it's been arranged for lute and harpsichord by James Carmine of the Philco Salon Ensemble. How soon will I be seeing you? How soon I wish really new And when will you be saying words I want to hear Tender little love words Story old Meaning clear How soon Will I be close to you and dance the way we used to do. I see your star eyes gleaming. Don't mind me if I'm dreaming. Tell me, darling, now how Well, it's time to shuttle home, but before doing so, I certainly want to thank friend O'Keefe for being aboard tonight. It was sheer delight, Bing. Walter, we ought to get together again real soon. Why don't you drop over at the house uh, Sunday night? I'd love to. You know where the place is, don't you? Yeah, straight out sunset to Roxbury, isn't it? Right. It's the little gray house next to the big white one. Well, that'll be very handy for me. I live in the big white one. <laughs> Double crosser. Who's your guest next week, Bing? Uh, Rudolph Schmohopper. Schmohopper. Who's he? Oh, who knows? <laughs> but he'll be here. He's showing. Another stylish guest. Good night, Walter. Good night, Bing. Good night, folks. And thank you very much. This program was produced and transcribed in Hollywood by Bill Morrow and Murdoch McKenzie. Tune in to Philco Radio Time next week and hear Bing Crosby, John Scott Trotter and his orchestra, the Rhythm Airs, and Bing's guests, Joe Frisco, Eileen Woods, and Rudolph Schmohopper. And remember, this Christmas, give the gift with a lift from Philco the Leader.
Well, hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. Welcome to another great episode of the Jimmy Durante Show. This week, our guest is Boris Karloff. And Boris, uh, strangely, goes along with Christmas. He wouldn't have thought this in all the years where he played Frankenstein and all these horror, uh, different horror icons. But uh, when uh, he starred in 1966 in How the Grinch Stole Christmas as the lead in in that by playing the Grinch, uh, I think he forever put his stamp on Christmas. And uh, I don't know if I've gone through a Christmas that I can think of since, um, since I was a child where I haven't seen How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Uh, my kids love it. Uh, we often, with our friends, are, uh, get around the trees and then I hold everybody's hands and start singing La Hudore, La Hudore. Uh, and it's always a lot of fun. Uh, anyway, uh, it's great having Boris Karloff on the Jimmy Durante show. It's great that it ha- happens to be during the Christmas season. And I hope you enjoy Boris Karloff's performance here. It's fun to hear Jimmy and uh, Boris sing together. I think Boris is just um, a great character and an interesting actor, and I love his appearances both on Bing Crosby and and on uh, the Jack Benny show, and now hopefully you're going to love this one with Jimmy Durante, and we'll see you next time. Good health to all from Rexall. From Hollywood, the Jimmy Durante show. A dink a dink, a dink a doo, a dink a dink. Oh, what a tooth! A dink a dink, a dink a doo, a dink a dink. Yes, 10,000 Rexall drugstores who carry the complete line of top quality Rexall drug products bring you the Jimmy Durante Show with Peggy Lee, Arthur Treacher, Candy Candido, Roy Bargy and his orchestra, our Rexall sportscaster Tommy Harmon, yours truly Howard Petrie, and our special guest tonight, Mr. Boris Karloff. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Jimmy Durante in person. <laughs> Gotta start off each day with a song Now even when things go wrong You feel better, you even look better Christevich, как люблю в непострой пристрастник понедельник воскресенье признает как люблю That was General Marshall putting a B in Stalin's bonnet <laughs> Oh, gosh, Jim, that General Marshall is really a great man, isn't he? Yes, Howard, and since I helped him out with the Marshall plan, I'm looking forward to big things. If he doesn't offer me a position on his staff, I'm going to feel robbed. Robbed? Robbed? You weren't robbed? I was robbed, do you hear? I was robbed! Robbed! (laughs) Poor Walcott. He's been that way ever since he fought Joe Lewis. (laughs) But enough of these trivialities, Howard. I've finally come up with a stupendous idea for my political career. I'm forming my own political party, and I'm going to call it the Democrat, Republican, Socialist, Liberal, Labor Party. You're, you're going to call it the Democrat, Republic, Socialist, Liberal, Labor Party? That's right. I ain't mad at nobody. <laughs> but, Howard, 
The platform in my party is to give the country the new look. An all-woman government. An all-woman government? Yes, the president would be Hedy Lamar. The vice president, Greer Garson. The secretary of the interior, Esther Williams. And the secretary of state, the ranty. <laughs> oh, but Jimmy, with Hedy Lamar, Greer Garson, and Esther Williams, why do they want Durante? They feel the need of a pretty face. <laughs> most, people, most people's beauty is only skin deep, but mine has bones in it. <laughs> well, Jimmy, how did the political leaders feel about your plan to put women in the government? They were dubious, but wanting to feel the pulse of the average housewife, I went up to a house and knocked on the door. Good morning, madam. Hello. <laughs> you look like an average housewife. Uh, tell me, madam. Uh... <laughs> that must be a misprint. <laughs> you look like an average housewife. Tell me, madam, what's your name? Oh, no. Your name is Ono? Yes. When I was born, my father took one look at me and said, Oh, no. <laughs> well, tell me, little lady, how do you feel about having a woman president? Well, I think I can tell you about it in this little poem. When it comes to a woman president, my feelings I must show, just like the hem on the new look skirt. I'm feeling mighty low. <laughs> You know, that guy's tonsils are marked his and hers. <laughs> well, Jimmy, is that as far as you went with your survey? No, Howard. From there, I went oh, to... Oh, there you are, Mr. Durante. The very man I wanted to see. <laughs> uh... <laughs> You'll have to find your own way out, folks. She just inhaled three of the ushers. <laughs> well, you know, I heard about your plan to have a woman president, and I aim to be the candidate. I'm from the beautiful state of Arkansas, saw, 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 Please, saw. please, don't get that saw close, so close to my nose. Oh, sorry, Possum Snoot. You know, I've been so sure I'll be elected president, I've even written a campaign song. Oh, I'll be coming around the White House when I come. I'll be coming around the White House when I come. I'll be coming around... Somebody set the bear trap. I think we can catch her the next time around. <laughs> Badger Beak, are you going to make me president? Please, madam, I don't think you're fitted for the presidency. You've got to be a man of distinction like Durrani. You wouldn't know what you would know about these things, madam, but let me tell you, let me tell you what I mean. Now feeling kind of dapper in my newest creation, I stepped out for a promenade, swinging my Malacca umbrella nonchalantly. I went strolling down the boulevard now, I knew I was creating a sensation and giving the pedestrians a treat. Why? Because children pointed and people stared. They had never seen open-toed sneakers with the cuticles painted. <laughs> but as I stepped into my town and country jeep, who do you think I meet? Lady Sussex? No. Countess Carruthers? No. Roosterhead McGinty? Definitely not. It was Hedda Hopper, a Hollywood columnist. I can visualize her daily column saying, quote, Seen at a Pismo Beach clam house was Jimmy Durante. Wearing a two-tone striped herringbone suit with the herring removed. And in his notch lapel, Durante was wearing a red carnation for a boutonniere. And setting off his Windsor tie was his tan reverse calf skin shoes. At last, Adolf Menju has been scuttled. Unquote. 
As we greeted each other effusively, I took Hedda by the arm. While I complimented her on her attire, my clothes I waited for her to admire. And I waited, and I waited, and I waited, and I waited, and I waited. Why, the styles changed three times while I was waiting. <laughs> Finally, she said, Jimmy, you don't belong. You're all wrong. In other words, I'm a fugitive. A fugitive from Esquire. What a blow. Ignored her ass. Shunned by those in the know. At the best resorts, they criticize my long underwear. And hint, I should wear tailored precision shorts with cross ventilation. <laughs> but what would that get me? Pneumonia. Last summer, I was invited to the Harvard Regrata aboard Vanderbilt's yacht. I came in my new bathing suit. And what happened? I was the subject of malicious gossip. You see, my trunks fitted all right, but my halter kept slipping off my shoulder. <laughs> now, is that any reason for the captain to give each sailor an oar and say, Mr. Dranny, you're not wanted. The dinky will take you ashore. Snubbed by the Harvard Regrata, me, Durante the Delatante. They claimed I should have worn a double-breasted marine blue flannel blazer with brass buttons, white cricket cloth slacks, ribbon-shaped bow tie, Nassau coconut straw hat with club band, and white buckskin unlined shoes with red rubber soles and heels, and laces to match. What the heck am I, a man or a peacock? That's why I'm a fugitive, a fugitive from Esquire. I'm just a shattered, I'm just a broken, I'm just a shattered, broken, fashion plate. Sure that the product is pure when you ask for a drug preparation. Buy the Rexall line at the Rexall sign of Rexall identification. Did you know that more than 2,000 different drug products carry the name Rexall? That's a big family indeed, and a highly respected one too. For in millions of American homes, the familiar name Rexall has come to mean the utmost in quality, purity, and reliability. So for any and for all, of your drug needs, always buy Rexall. Have confidence in what that name means. Quality, purity, and reliability in drug products. Get them at Rexall drugstores throughout the nation, where 25% of America buys its drug needs. If you want to be sure that the product is pure when you ask for a drug preparation, buy the Rexall line at the Rexall sign of Rexall identification. Good health to all. From Rexall. And now, folks, we find Jimmy Durante at home with his man, Treacher. And later on, Lana Turner is coming over, and I'm going to meet her. And she'll squeeze me in her arms and kiss me and kiss me and kiss me and kiss me. <laughs> that last part isn't really true, folks, but I get so tired of just reading what's on the paper. <laughs> But anyway, here's Arthur and Jimmy at home. Oh, I say, Mr. Durante, sir, I just wanted to tell you I've arranged your library just the way you wanted it, sir. Thank you, Treacher. When it comes to housekeeping and the words of a great statesman, you are equivocally and indubitably discerning in your precautiousness ratio in non compassmentis gratis. Why, why, sir, those are the words of Patrick Henry. I hope he had them insured. I mangled them up quite badly. <laughs> But tell me, Treacher, did the mail come yet? Yes, sir, I have a letter for you right here. Let's have it. Why, this is stupendous. Listen to this. I've been chosen the most popular singer on the air by that disc jockey, Happy Sam, the record man. Oh, congratulations, sir. 
I think you should know, you know, I sing a bit myself. You do? Oh, yes, surely you've heard my great number. You know, the one called, when it's strawberry time in Normandy, I'll come home and get rash with you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I've got a million of them, a million of them. (laughs) Please, Treacher, Leo DeRocha went back to the Dodgers in Brooklyn. Can't you think of a place? (laughs) Oh, but sir, you know, you're not giving me a chance. I have one cowboy number. Well, it's, it's really jolly well rip-tooting. Oh, yes. But, yeah, would you help me do it? I'd be glad to treat you. Oh, good, sir. And if you'll pardon the expression, yippee. <laughs> well, here we go. He always sings. What does he sing? Raggedy music to the cattle as he swings. Where does he swing? Back and forwards in his saddle on a horse. What kind of a horse? That is syncopated gated and for such a funny meter to the roar of his repeater how they run. When do they run? When they hear that fellow's gun because the western folks all know. What do they know? That he is a highfalutin shooting shooting son of a gun from Arizona. Ragtime cowboys. Ragtime cowboys. Ragtime cowboys. With mashed potatoes. Ragtime cowboys. Thing, sir. Treacher, your singing could make you another Miss Hush. <laughs> oh, but Miss, uh, Miss Hush is off the air and will never be heard from again. This boy cashes on fast. <laughs> but I haven't got time for idle banter. I've got to get over to the radio station and get my award from Happy Sam, the record man. See you later, Treacher. Yes, sir. Ah, uh, this is Happy Stan's studio. He's already on the air. I'd better go right in. Yes, kiddies, this is Happy Sam the Record Man, brought by you by the makers of the Q-Pumpka Beauty Cream Pickle It. How do you like that? Happy Sam is Boris Kolov! <laughs> Girls, are you neglected? Do you have a winning smile and a losing face? When you walk into a room, do mice jump up on chairs? <laughs> hmm? Then there's only one solution for your face. Pickle It, the cucumber beauty cream. And now, Pickle It is proud to present our guest, the winner of the Happy Sam Popularity Award, Jimmy Durante. In person? Thank you, Happy Sam, and I'm very happy about the results of the jukebox poll. And I especially want to thank the inhabitants of Seattle, the home of the fishing industry, who gave me over seven million votes. Seven million votes? But, Jimmy, Seattle only has a population of 400,000. I know, but the salmon are my strongest supporters. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jimmy... You should have seen those salmon fighting their way out of cans that put their nickels in jukeboxes. (laughs) Thanks a million for being my guest, Jimmy. And before you go, here's a jar of my cucumber beauty cream. Thanks very much. I have a cucumber at home that's suffering from warts. Now, Jimmy, will you join me in my sponsor's theme song? I'd be happy to. Use pickle cucumber beauty cream. You'll make the Notre Dame football team. With all Americans, you will click. And your face won't look like it blocked a kick. Pickle it, pickle it, row, row, row. This is station KLCB, Los Angeles. Okay, fellas, we're off the air. I could have taken that song four keys higher. <laughs> Boris? <laughs> Boris, it was a pleasure being on your program. 
But I just can't get accustomed to you being Happy Sam the disc jockey. Oh, I love it, Jim. It's so much more fun than those soap operas they wanted me to play in. They wanted you, Boris Karloff, to play in soap operas? Oh, yes. They had several lined up for me. John's other head. <laughs> One man's funeral. <laughs> just plain bilious. <laughs> Lum and abnormal. And Phil Spitali and his old ghoul orchestra. Featuring Evelyn and her magic shovel, no doubt. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy, don't say things like that. I'm not a horror man. I'm a gentle soul. I hate horror, but nobody believes me. Nobody believes me. Why, Boris, you're crying. Oh, it's nothing. nothing. I know, but it's putting out my cigar. <laughs> Look, Jimmy. Why don't you come out and spend the weekend with me at my country house, Happy Hollow, and see what a quiet, peaceful life I lead? You can count on me, Boris. I'll be at Happy, Happy Hollow tonight. Well, here I am, Mr. Carlock. Ah, oh, Peggy Lee, Mr. Durante. You know Miss Lee? Why, sure. I ruined many a thumbnail open pistachio nuts for Peggy. Oh, hello, Jimmy. Oh, Mr. Carlock, it's such a thrill meeting you in person like this. I adored you in the picture of the Batman. And I worshipped you in the cat man. And I just loved you in the fat man. Save some of your affection for me, Peggy. My next picture is the schnoz man. <laughs> well, now, Chick, you haven't forgotten you're going to beat out a little solid jive on my jump session tomorrow. Oh, no, Potato. I'll bury you now and dig you later. I'm laying it down. Are you picking it up? Oh, I dig you, Peggy. I dig you. <laughs> How do you like that? It's Mr. and Mrs. Digger O'Dell. Sing, Peggy, while I pack my hair coilers for my weekend at Happy Hollow. There'll be a change in the weather and a change in the sea. From now on, there'll be a change in me. My walk will be different. My talk and my name Nothing about me is gonna be the same I'm gonna change my way of living And if that ain't enough I'll even change the way I strut my stuff Nobody wants you when you're old and gray There'll be some changes made today There'll be some changes made That made a hit with me Once you could thrill me But it's plain to see You're not so ambitious As you used to be There'll be some changes made by me There'll be some changes made I'm gonna get myself a new a new pair of shoes Gonna take myself to some place And lose my blues 
I'm gonna do some changing, some rearranging. There'll be some changes made today. There'll be some changes made. Here's a 60-second story from the Rexall Laboratory. How much is a microgram? One thirty millionth of an ounce. One four hundred eighty millionth of a pound. It's impossible to imagine anything as light or as small as that, isn't it? And yet, in the great Rexall Control Laboratories, these microscopic measurements are made every day in the analysis of drugs and drug products. Accuracy to the 30 millionth part of an ounce. That gives you some idea of the scientific control that lies behind every Rexall product you buy. Of the care and precision with which all Rexall drug products are made. You can always depend on any product that bears the name Rexall. So for any and for all of your household drug needs, always buy Rexall at Rexall drugstores everywhere. If you want to be sure that the product is pure when you ask for a drug preparation, buy the Rexall line at the Rexall sign of Rexall identification. Good health to all from Rexall. Snodgrass. Yes, master. The situation is desperate. I've got to marry off my ward, Gwendolyn, tonight. Who is the handsome suitor this time, master? Jimmy Durante. We're really scraping the bottom of the barrel now, aren't we? <laughs> now then, when Mr. Durante arrives, I want you to put him in the bedroom in the south wing. The bedroom in the south wing? But the vulture is staying there, sir. That's quite all right. The room has twin beds. <laughs> On second thoughts, take the vulture out. We mustn't let Mr. Durante suspect what we are really like, must we, Snodgrass? No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Compose yourself, Snodgrass. When you get excited, your horns protrude through your toupee. There's our guest now. Show him in. I beg your pardon, is this Happy Hollow? Yes, come in. May I help you off with your head, sir? What? I mean your hat, sir. Not grass. You may go now. Welcome to Happy Hollow, Jimmy. Come, we'll sit by the fire and chat. Ah, that sounds cozy. Awfully glad you can make it, Jimmy, especially today. It's my birthday. Congratulations, Boris. And may I say that you don't look it? Thank you. You know, when I came down to breakfast this morning, I got such a surprise. I found eight candles in my oatmeal. Gee, they were good. But now I've got heartburn. <laughs> Maybe you should have blown them out first. Perhaps. But it's so peaceful here at Happy Hollow, so quiet, so serene. Oh, you fiend! Put on that knife! Shut up! I'm going to let you have it! What was that? I didn't hear anything. This kid needs a new battery for his ear trumpet. <laughs> Come, Jimmy, I'll show you to your room. Hold this candle. Here we are. There's somebody in this room, he blew out my candle. 
Silly boy, it was just the wind. That's the first wind I ever met that eats onions. <laughs> Wait here, Jimmy. I'll get another candle. It's so dark in here, I can't see the end of my nose. Come to think of it, I can't do that in daylight either. Listen to me. Who's that? It is I, Snodgrass. I came to warn you. Tonight, when you're lying in bed, if a stranger approaches with a long knife and offers to cut your throat... Yes? Refuse him. <laughs> I wish I had on my gay-colored shorts. This place is scaring the pants off me. Here, James, I brought a fresh candle. Look, Boris, I don't like to complain. You've been so hostile. But I've been hearing strange... Look, Boris, I don't like to complain. You've been so hostile. But I've been hearing strange sounds. Nonsense. There are no strange sounds. Come in. Ah, Gwendolyn. Allow me to present Mr. James Durante. Charmed, I'm sure. Oh, ma'am. A whole man. <laughs> What was she expecting, two halves? Oh, I think you're cute. Do you like to hold hands? Yes, I love to hold hands. Good, I have a whole trunk full of them in the attic. <laughs> this must be the lady with 29 palms. Oh, kiss me, my husband-to-be. Please, please, madam, please. Your demonstrations of ocularity dexterity puts me in a receptive mood for convulsively bliss. <laughs> oh, goody! Then you want to marry me? If that's what I said. I retract the statement. <laughs> Don't be hasty, James. That's what I brought you here for—to marry Gwendolyn. Me marry Gwendolyn? That's very funny. <laughs> so you think we are joking, my big-nosed friend? Well, after all, you're new here. Does anybody ever get old here? You'll find out. Show him, Snodgrass. Ouch, Snodgrass! You're hitting my wrist. Help, police! I say, Mr. Durante, sir, wake up, wake up. Help! Treacher, get the police. Call the fire department. Treacher, do something. Treacher, you? Yes, sir. Wake up, sir. You seem to be having a terrible nightmare. Nightmare? Yes, sir. You, you'd better hurry, you know. You're late for your weekend at Happy Hollow with Happy Sam Carloff. That's right. I'd better get going. See you later, Treacher. Ah, <laughs> uh, what a lovely place Carloff has here. I'll ring the bell. Silly nightmare I had. Imagine me dreaming those horrible dreams about a gentle guy like Carla. Hello, Boris. So this is Happy Hollow. Yes, come in, Jimmy. Come in and let me help you off with your head. <laughs> How do you like that? My nightmare has been transcribed to a more convenient time. This is Howard Petrie again with a Rexall reminder for the Christmas season now at hand. This is the time of year when your Rexall druggist steps out of his traditional role and plays Santa Claus for millions of busy Christmas shoppers. Your Rexall drugstore is your most convenient Christmas shopping center with hundreds of different and original gifts. For that most important lady of all, see the exquisitely beautiful Caranome gift sets sold only at Rexall drugstores. No woman could resist a colorful set of Caranome lipsticks with matching rouge or a lovely box of Caranome face powder and Caranome perfume. 
make your Rexall Drugstore gift headquarters for all your Christmas shopping this year. Touche, Professor Petrie, I'd like to add. I do my Christmas shopping at a Rexall store. What I want, they got, and a furthermore. Umbriago, he prefers them too. We buy Rexall, that's all. How do you do? Thanks, Boris Karloff, for coming over tonight. And next week, folks, Victor Moore will pay us another visit. Folks, this is the time of the year when I know you all want to buy Christmas seals. All I can say is that the need is greater than it's ever been. So let's buy more than our share. It'll be appreciated. And now here's Tommy Harmon, famous player of the Los Angeles Rams. Tommy, tell us what goes with the football situation this week. Well, Jimmy, our regular football schedule has run out, so we'll have to look to January 1st for our Rexall football game this week. The Rose Bowl at Pasadena has lined up what should be a football natural. This game will be surrounded with all the color and pageantry of the Rose Parade. The University of Michigan and the University of Southern California are opponents for the day. Michigan, winner of the Big Nine Championship, is regarded by many as one of the best teams in the nation. Led by Bob Chapius and Bump Elliott, the Maize and Blue Warriors are undefeated this year. At Michigan, Coach Fritz Kreisler has molded one of the nation's most powerful 11s using the single-wing formation. On the other hand, Southern California possesses one of the country's best T-formation outfits, so on New Year's Day, take your pick, single wing or the T. As for me, well, I've been taught to respect my teachers, and that means Fritz Chrysler of Michigan. I expect to hear Hail to the Victors played over and over on the eve of January 1st in honor of Michigan's wily Wolverines, who should claw their way to a Rose Bowl victory, and in so doing will add the Trojans of Troy to their long victory list of 1947. Rexall for tonight, folks, from Arthur Treacher, Peggy Lee, Candy Candido, Roy Bargy, yours truly, Howard Petrie. And Jimmy Durante, who would like to ask, has anybody here seen Miss, Mrs. Calabash? Wherever she is, won't you let me know? Has anybody here seen Mrs. Calabash? I'll give the world just to say hello. Let me describe uh, her. Sorry, oh, Jimmy, I hate to break in, but time's up. Everybody wants to get into the act. <laughs> This program was produced and directed by Phil Cohan. Boris Karloff can currently be seen as one of the stars in the Paramount Cecil B. DeMille production, Unconquered. Good help to all from Rexall. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. This is the Kraft Musical, starring Al Jolson with Lou Brang and his orchestra chorus, and our guests, Arnold Stang as Gerard, and the world-famous violinist, Yehudi Menuhin. I'll keep on looking for a bluebird and listening for its song. 
This is Al Jones from the old Kraft Music Hall. We're going to open up tonight with an oldie that to most of you folks is a newie. Take it, Lou. <laughs> this morning. I'm feeling happy today. Gonna pack my cares in a whistle. Blow them all away. What if I've been unlucky? Really, I ain't got a thing. There's a time I always feel happy. As happy as a king. When the red, red robin starts bob, bob, bobbing along. Along. There'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his own sweet song. Now wake up, wake up, you sleepy head. Get up, get up, get out of bed. Cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red. Live, love, laugh and be happy. What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again. Singing a song when the red, red robbers are ba ba bobbing along. When the red, red robin comes. Bobbing along, along. There'll be no more sobbing when he stops robbing his old song. Now wake up, wake up, you sleepy head. Get up, get up, get out of bed. Get up, get up, the sun is red. Live, love, laugh and be happy. What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song when the red, red dog is out, ba 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 and Got a quiet around the hall tonight with Oscar Levant away. Yes, Ken, and you know something? What's that? I'm a little worried about Oscar. Mm-hmm. Working with us all these weeks, you know, might hurt his concert at Carnegie Hall. Oh, oh well. Oscar's working on the Kraft Music Hall effect his concert. Well, he's not a part of the second movement of Shostakovich <laughs> and wait for the first recipe from Velveeta. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to be a great artist to have Carnegie Hall invite you to appear. Yeah, that's right. You know something, Ken? What's that? I'm invited to Carnegie Hall once. I didn't know you sang there, Al. Well, let us just say that I auditioned. Huh? I'll never forget that day. They wanted me to sing, and I did. The famous aria from Il Barbero Sevilla. You know. Then they didn't sing. How'd you know? You just explained it to me. I wonder if Bing can use you Thursday night also. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Al, but I really do have a great interest in anything that pertains to Carnegie Hall. Mm-hmm. It's a very old place, isn't it? Well, I don't know exactly, Kenzie, but uh, it must be a hundred years old. You uh, watched them build it, I suppose. <laughs> watched them build it? I sold the land to Carnegie. <laughs> 
forget about your age, Dell. Yeah, but... a little too much. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but listen, you know that we all have a very great respect for your accomplishments in the world of entertainment. How about you? How about you? You were a great success and a wealthy man when you were in your early 30s. Yeah. Now, tell me the secret, Al. How'd you do it? Well, I tell you, Ken, owe it all to living by the golden rule. Whatever came up, I made sure there was gold in it. <laughs> Gee, working with Crosby on one night and Jolts on the next, I feel like an attendant at Fort Knox. <laughs> <laughs> and Ken, right this minute, I feel like singing. Come on, Lou, sing me. I could give you a better idea of what those words really mean. For instance, they mean spick and span craft plants from coast to coast, making this famous cream cheese fresh every day. They mean refrigerated trucks and cars, hurrying the fresh cream cheese to food stores. Then that guarantee of freshness also means that Philadelphia brand is the most popular cream cheese, a fast seller that doesn't linger in the dealer's refrigerator case. But most of all, Kraft's guarantee of freshness means exquisitely delicate, rich flavor. Get that flavor. See the words Philadelphia brand on every package of cream cheese you buy. Oh, pardon me. Uh, aren't you Yehuda Minuin? You're expecting perhaps Jack Benny. <laughs> By the look of that shirt, you could be Yehuda Crosby. <laughs> Yehuda, I'm sure glad to have you here in the Craft Music Hall. It's a great honor. After all, you're one of the foremost violinists in the world today. Yes, I think so. <laughs> you know, Yehuda, you and I have something in common. We were both child prodigies. You were a great violinist when you were seven years old. And when I was seven years old, I was already married. <laughs> For the second time, no doubt. 
All right, you can get away with it. Well, anyway, you heard it, but look, we're not kids anymore, especially me. And at my time of life, I love beautiful music, especially the number you have for us tonight. I do, too, Al. It's called The Legend by Vignette. Well, I know I'm going to have one of the greatest thrills of my life. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sit down over here like the rest of the audience and get thrilled by just listening to you.
Did you like that, Al? Mr. Jones. Oh, Yehudi, I think Al has fallen asleep. <laughs> Look at the smile on his face. He's dreaming about someone he loves. Yeah, probably himself. <laughs> imagine, imagine Al falling asleep and dreaming right here. Maestro, it's time to practice for your Carnegie Hall concert. Sir, you must practice your violin. But I'm not a violinist. Then what are you? I'm a singer. You must be dreaming. <laughs> then, who am I? You are the great violin virtuoso Yehudi Jolson. <laughs> I'm Yehudi Jolson? <laughs> and who are you? I am Menuhin, your valet. I lay out your clothes, I cook your meals, draw your bath. Is that all you do for me? The great violinist? Me? No, I also play your concert for you. <laughs> but I am the famous violinist. Why do you have to play for me? I don't know. Why did Larry Parks have to ask for our <laughs> Menuhin? Hand me my violin. Here it is, sir. It's a beauty. It ought to be. I got it from the used fiddle lot run by Madman Stradivarius. <laughs> it is a fine violin. It is 200 years old. 200 years old? I've been swindled. <laughs> the older the instrument, the mellower the tone. Mellower. Mellower. That's what I keep telling Mr. Kraft every week. Mellower. Mellower. Menuhin, put the violin under my chin. And sound my A. <laughs> Shall I resin your bow, too, sir? I beg pardon? Shall I rosin your bow? Yes. <laughs> and put a little rosin on my knees, too. I may play memory. <laughs> Instead, sir, would you do me a great favor and play souvenir? Farewell, Menuhin. Here I go. <laughs> And would you believe it? Before I had this dream, I never touched a violin. Your tone is beautiful, Asa. <laughs> Thank you, Menuhin. <laughs> you Asa me, I'll Menuhin you. You may worship me if you wish. I think I shall not play the legend. Babina Fuski. <laughs> Where did I hear that before? Well, did you like that, Al? Mr. Joe? Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I fell asleep. I dreamed I was a great violinist. I'm glad my music soothed you. But I must leave now. Where are you going, Yehuda? I must hurry home. I'm expecting a call from the Hooper man. I want to tell him I was listening to me. Good night. <laughs> well, I want to tell you something. I may not know. But there's a great violinist for you, and I think I know 
was so great. Just a moment. Come here. Who are you? My name is Gerard. Listen, Gerard. Listen, Gerard. That was Yehuda Menuhin, one of the greatest violin players in the world. Stop telling me. <laughs> to me, violins don't do nothing. Well, what instrument to you does do something? Give me tissue paper over a comb. That's music. Look, young fella, I don't think you know who you're talking to. Funny, it don't seem to worry me. <laughs> Just a moment. You're talking to a man who's been singing for 50 years. It's time to stop already. <laughs> Let me tell you something, young fella. I was a star of 50 Broadway shows. I starred in the movies. My record albums are the best sellers. And they just made a picture, my life story. And not only that, I have a big radio show. Eh? <laughs> what do you mean by... Eh? 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 And you... Still don't know who I am. Martha Graham? <laughs> oh, hush. <laughs> I'm not Martha Graham. I'm Al Jolson. You owe me a buck twenty. Buck twenty for what? I saw your picture. <laughs> well, what's the matter? Didn't you like it? What's to like? <laughs> now, just a minute, Sonny. You don't need to be so wise. I never heard of you being in a moving picture. Well, I... I could have been in a gangster. In a gangster? What kind of part would you have played? A store pigeon. <laughs> well, did you play it? No. Who they got it? a real pigeon. Hey, <laughs> where's Levant? Levant? Oscar's in New York. How dare you say New York in small letters? <laughs> Listen, get happy. Oscar will be back in Hollywood next week. Eh, Hollywood. Gerard, you like Hollywood. You really would if you met some of the stars. Oh, I met a star. Yeah? Yeah, she was coming out of Grauman's Chinese Theater. She didn't impress me. Really? Are you sure she was a star? Well, certainly I'm sure. She still had wet cement between her toes. <laughs> well, never mind the stars. Did you meet any other girls out here? Yeah, one. She jilted me. I was going to end it all. Really? Yeah. I was going to throw myself off the top of my elevator shoes. <laughs> well, Gerard, look, I'm busy now. I, I got to sing. Why? <laughs> why? I don't know why. I've got to sing, and I'm going to sing back in your own backyard. Well, as long as it's not my backyard, you can sing any place you can. <laughs> well, I got to get going. Okay, Gerard, see you around. Likewise. <laughs> Backyard. 
Oh, you can go to the east, go to the west, someday you'll come. Weary at heart, that's where you started from. You'll find your happiness lies right under your eyes. That in your own You know, folks, this country has an awful big backyard. It takes in an ocean, and across that ocean, a lot of land inhabited by people who need us. Our government has asked us to save wheat, save meat, and save the peace. We shouldn't need the government to tell us that. All we have to do is listen to our hearts. We are the best-fed nation in the world, while today in Europe, the people are actually starving. To them, it isn't just a matter of having meat once a week or once a month. They don't have it at all. To many of them, a crust of bread that we might throw away would be a meal. Folks, there are people like you, your mother, your father, and your babies. We cannot let them die. Because of the lack of food, thousands are dying right now of pneumonia and tuberculosis. What we are asked to do to help our fellow man across the sea is so little. It's simply this. Don't eat meat on Tuesdays. Don't eat eggs on Thursdays. Save a slice of bread a day. Waste nothing. There's no greater Christmas gift than life itself. Thank you. Ten weeks ago, I sang a song that many of you must have liked because you've asked me to repeat it tonight. I'm very happy because I like the song, too. It's from the Broadway musical Brigadoon, and it's called Come to Me, Bend to Me. Come to me, bend to me, kiss me good day. Darling, my darling, if all I can say, just come to me, bend to me. Kiss me good Give me your lips and don't take them away. 
Arnold Stang appeared as Gerard to the courtesy of the Henry Morgan Show. Tune in again next Thursday for the Craft Musical, starring Al Jolson with Oscar Levant, Lou Bring, and his orchestra and chorus, the annual Christmas visit of the Craft Choral Club from Chicago, and our special guest, Jimmy Durante. This is Ken Carpenter saying goodnight. Stay tuned into this station to hear Jack Carson with Eve Arden, who will follow immediately. Also, tune in to Greg Gildersleeve next Wednesday on this network. Remember, next Thursday's guest on Craft Music Hall will be Jimmy Durante. It's no problem to get the family to eat salads when you make them with Kraft French dressing. Kraft is America's most popular French dressing, and no wonder. Kraft French dressing has a smooth, come-on flavor, spicy yet mild. It's a real genius blend of fine ingredients, always fresh because it's delivered so frequently to your grocer. Why don't you try Kraft French dressing tomorrow? Or if you like a dressing that's more highly seasoned, ask for Miracle French dressing. Also made by Kraft, it has just a tantalizing touch of onion and garlic, a racy, intriguing flavor, flavor you'll love. Try them both soon. Kraft French dressing and Miracle French dressing. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.